one of those girls ultimately got in trouble for like sex reasons in eighth grade and now is a reporter for local news wow i think the that the gertrude from um my susicle is now in an mlm (laughs) (laughs) um r horton is a lawyer um cat in the hat went to i think berkeley for music and then nyu for um like musical composition and so he's he's still being creative good for him i was Maisie, and i'm famous now wait that's (laughs) such a fun role yeah Maisie was really fun wait which one is Maisie from which which show or which book i'm Maisie la bird and i live in that tree (laughs) enough about horton let's talk about me oh Oh my god i love that Hey, Nico. Hey, Con. I love you. I love you. No homo. A mm, little bit of homo for me. Just a little? Just a smidge. From two guys who were never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you to ours. Welcome to boys club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? I know I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. <laughs> Connor's like, what do boys eat? <laughs> My feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Hi, Nico. How, How are, are you? Oh, jinx, jinx. Um, I'm trying to be, take more ownership in this relationship, this partnership, this creative partnership. Oh, okay. This, yeah. By how so? Asking first. What do you mean? <laughs> that, I well, I, I didn't see you all weekend. How was your weekend? It was fantastic. You're at the shore? I went to the shore. I, well, okay, I thought it was like a Philadelphia shore. Well, it was like Jersey shore, but it's like New York vibes. Like Ray Romano was a town over. Ray Romano was never going to go to the shore that we went to before. How did you know Ray Romano was a town over? The news. And then also <laughs> totally. Ke- Kevin Jonas, which is like, <laughs> was like <laughs> around. And he is like the prime example of middle child getting. Is he the middle? Right. Isn't Joe the oldest or is he the oldest? Oh, Kevin's the oldest. Kevin's Whoops. the oldest. Damn. And the kind of strange. And then he's got Kourtney Kardashian vibes where it's like he was he was too old when they got famous for it to really like have he's, sunk in. Yeah. In like a he's like, I'm DNA kind of way. He's yeah. too healthy. He's like, I don't need this. Yeah. I had a life before this. Yeah. yeah. And then apparently John Stewart was there like one time. And doesn't he live there? It's the Jersey I no Shore. Idea. I honestly, I don't no know, idea. but it was Long Beach Island. It was really lovely, and it was it, it it did not feel creative or productive, but it did. I was like, well, you actually don't have to be. It can be restful. It's a lot to be restful, Good. and I'm trying to learn that in my the, the, whatever year this is. So I like sat by the pool, and I went to the beach, and I like made peace with my dad, and <laughs> it was like, <laughs> were, were things rocky? You guys are always younger terms. Well, I got there, and I had a, an anxiety moment for four hours. I hated everything. Uh, do you ever just like hate everything? Totally. I'm not good at change, and like just like going to the shore for, for the sure. weekend was like, where are we? <laughs> like, yeah. what is this? I got really anxious, and then I kind of just like let it go, and then I, I like was fine by the end. Okay, I'm in this. I'm in this boat too, where like I really like. I want to be somebody who loves to travel and is like really good about going new places. And I do really enjoy when I'm somewhere new and like I'm settled into a trip, but like the actual travel part of it, I'm anxious for like 48 hours on either end of that. Dude. And my family, like my dad has that and my grandparents have that and I like don't want to be that guy, but it has really been passed down to me. Be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be somebody who's happy to travel. Okay, but like my brother, the younger one, Nathan, like he's going, actually both of my brothers are going to like Europe at the same time to different places and I'll be, you know, in Williamsburg here and <laughs> and like I don't even like want to go, but I don't want to be someone who like ha- never leaves the country, but I'm also... We don't, don't have that kind of money right now, though. We don't have that kind of money, and there's a lot of ways to be international. Like, this is New York. <laughs> true. I just met a new person. Like, I'm sitting on the couch with a new person. True, true. Um, did you see any boys clubs this week while you were at the shore? Or yeah. Uh, well, 
Yeah, I have mine ready if you want to <laughs> wait. Okay, wait. So I somehow, have like ha- a lot of half-filled ideas. Go ahead. Somehow I ended up on Joe Rogan's Instagram account the other day, a place I've never been. And it is as... For a second, I was like, he tagged you? And something. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. He was a big Boys Club podcast listener. No, um, I don't remember how I ended up on his page but it it looks as much like any like 50 year old man like whatever you're picturing it's like every 50 year old man account you've ever seen but he somehow has millions of followers like that's kind of the vibe but he has reposted several dudes who have gotten these huge horrible looking sleeve tattoos of his face on their body oh so not only are men getting joe rogan tattoos which is a boys club of itself but then also he is reposting them that's crazy if somebody got a tattoo of me i'd be like don't do that like Oh, I that feels nuts. I don't know, like random people, not ha- a, not a lover. <laughs> to have random, if a lover did that, I'd literally actually be scared. I think random people are more flattering because, like, what what you want in this world is for people to be obsessed with you. you know but what do I mean? you want them to have a tattoo? I have to show you the tattoos. Hold on, I'm pulling them up, and boys at home, we'll show you on our on the Instagram. Let me find it. In the Venn diagram between us, it's like all this great stuff in the middle, blah. And then one sure. end, it's like wants people to get tattoo of him, does not want people to get tattoo <laughs> That's the only him. difference we share. Wait, I have to find them because they are truly crazy. Good at defense. Good Look at, at these. There's like a bunch of them on his grid. No. And I, he looks crazy in them. Like they are, they are, look at, oh. do you, I mean, come on. It's not a tasteful tattoo. Well, he doesn't look hot. No, what, no, no, no. If that's no, what he no, was no, going no, for. No. I don't know what he's going for. It should be like, I don't if know you're going to get tattoos, him. if you will, here's him with a seemingly gay person. No. Gay. I can't tell. That's a gay person. <laughs> for sure. That's a gay person who works in policy. <laughs> Wait, let me see it. Studied political science. Uh, oh, for sure. For sure. Anyway. Do you think that you were on his page because you wanted to get angry? Because sometimes when I want to get angry, I'll go on like, like, um, Tommy Loren's page and be like, who follows her? No, it wasn't that. But I am always curious when I do see people who like his stuff. And I'm like, why? People that you know. Yes. Nico, we've talked about this. That is the quickest way to kind of like, if you're trying to like downsize by like five people. I know, but sometimes it's like a, a, a boy I knew in college who I think is sweet, but is just lost. And I'm like, why are you on Joe Rogan's account? Okay. Wait, right now, let's say it. We see, we see you. <laughs> we see what you're doing. And we're... There's, it's not a victimless like. It's not a victimless crime. Totally. We know that this is happening. Robert F. K. Jr. is not a good candidate for president. Stop liking his Instagrams. <laughs> I can't believe there's still a Kennedy in, in the mix at no, all. No. Cheryl honest. Hines is loosely involved, but I think she's incredible. Cheryl Hines. I love her. Yeah. I really went to bat for her this weekend because someone said she was like crazy and I was like, what? you're crazy. And she also does an amazing that. job in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think she's I'm thinking of the right person, right? You, sometimes you fall in love with a crazy person. Is she like crazy Cheryl. though? No. I think oh. Robert F. Kennedy, her husband is crazy. <gasps> they They're seven married. Kids. They're married. They're in love. No shit. She's married to a Kennedy. You I can't. did not know that I'm learning that on this podcast right Right now. Here's the thing. If you're going to fall in love with a crazy person, why should I be a candidate? It's like <laughs> you and I have both fallen, I think, really fallen for kind of like less famous crazy people. Oh. And saw un- nothing in return. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, yes. Um, okay. Well, did you see any boys clubs this week? Okay. <laughs> Here's how I get to LBI. And I talked about this with Chloe Trost. Long I Beach take a shuttle. Long Beach Island for the people who are abroad. And... Chloe, Chloe Trost, and we discussed this when she was on, and we talked about there's a shuttle, and the shuttle is kind of like privately funded, and there's like it's really a weird a who's who. It's kind of like the uh, the what's that funny one that it's called something funny that goes up to the Hamptons that they take in Gossip Girl. The Cannonball. Are you sure? There's one. Jitney. That, the Jitney. <laughs> our guest. Our Do you guest. Go to the Hamptons. What? Do you go to the Hamptons? I've been two times off season. 
That's I think better. Okay, I think, off season jitney. You know what? I want to go to. The, I want to do things. I want like a November, a cold Hamptons. Like you want to cuddle, cozy, smug, snuggle weather. Take the dogs for a walk. Like that's <laughs> what I want. Yeah. Remember in the morning, Peter's when they're like, "If you weren't you, who would you be?" And like that's who I would be. Okay. Um, okay. But so you then took your little bus. There was a shuttle, and we were on the shuttle, and then the guy on the shuttle was like, "Oh, I got to go back twenty minutes to get some person we left behind." And then everyone was like, "Just okay with that?" And then I was like, "Okay, so like, I need to know, sir, like, what, how much time will this add to the trip? Because like, this is a business." And yeah, I kind of thought the policy with public transit is if you miss it, it's not nobody gives a fuck. But like, not with the LBI private shuttle, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Okay. So I was like, I was a little, people, people love to throw the word Karen around and I agree, but sometimes you need someone to ask questions. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I was like, how much will this act? Cause like, I need to know when I'm getting back to the city. And like, so then I was, he was like, this will add an hour to our trip. So then we roll up and I'm super obviously like looking at the guy that gets in, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And then I realize it's the driver's a lunatic, total moron, really not the guy you want behind the road. (laughs) And just like, didn't know what time any of the buses were supposed to leave. And then they're having a back and forth and emails are shown as receipts. And like, it's just like a whole thing. And then you just had to let go and let God. And I sat there and, and I sat there and I wrote, so the boys club. The boys, little bus. the boys Club is my little shuttle. I'm honestly impressed that they went back for him. Impressed? Like at the gall. Like surprised. At the audacity. Yeah. To tell nine people, all who have jobs, kind of, <laughs> that, that, that we're turning around. And then we ended up having to pee. I ended up having to pee. And then we had to like stop at a Wawa. Do you know what a Wawa is? Of course. We stop at a Wawa. We get out. We all pee. And it's just like this whole, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, if you're going to fall, crash. Just crash. Like if you're going to like be an hour late make it an hour and a half yeah so anyway that's why today when i was like actually that's kind of why my heart out is 2 30 because i was like i have to go home i haven't been home since because i just came right here oh yeah fair enough the, the literal disaster the um what was i gonna say uh oh when i was in on vacation recently we are also were on like a little shuttle thing for a touristy mountain excursion and um we really needed to get back and it was like a long day it was like eight to six like all day and we were on this bus with a bunch of strangers sweaty yeah, and everybody was, like, really ready to get back. And the tour guide was like, hey, we have about 45 minutes left to the trip. Like, we can go straight back, or does anybody need to pee? And then one guy who was being so annoying the whole time was like, I do. And everybody on the bus was like, Connor, don't. <laughs> and then we stopped for this one guy. And then, like, five people got off, and I was like, no, we should have all just sat here in protest and made that one guy realize he was the odd man out. Okay, that... But I become that angry person, too, in these situations. And again, I wish I could be chill, but I'm just not... Well, another time on the shuttle, we did stop to pee, and then one guy went into a restaurant, got a meal, and came back with like a box, and people like waited for him. And it's like everyone on this bus is people are much more patient than I am. I'm inside, I'm seething. I'm I'm never going to say anything, but I'm internally, I'm fuming at these people. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, you. It's hard to just kind of like ask the questions. I think we both have really expressive eyes. Oh, oh, I know. I'm trying to be better about not telling everything I'm feeling with my face, but I think I'm bad at that. I know. I know. I'd actually, when I was having like a really anxious moment, I was really upset. My mom was like, I got really mad at her because she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing's wrong. And then I was like mad at her and it was like, she's actually been around long enough to know that's not the question. But I think what I should have said was, well, I'm having a really anxious moment. And I think she would have been like, Oh, that's okay. And then she would have walked away. Totally. But I think that she was like, did someone die? And then I was mm. like, cause I seemed really upset. Anyway, I feel like I was not interesting and I'm really sensitive about not being interesting. And like, I want to die. 
But our guest. Boys, are, you, are we ready to bring our guest? Yes. In? All right. Boys, our guest this week is a very talented actress. She's a comedian. She's been in the other two. She's been in The Marvelous Simpsons Maisel. She also has a solo show on November 14th at Caveat in New York City. If you're in town, go see it. Boys, please welcome Emily Dayton Evans. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me. You knew the Jitney. I knew the Jitney, and I knew the Jitney because I used to take the New Jersey Transit Jitney. When ah. I first moved to New York, I was I came here, and I was like, okay, I'm ready to be an actor. From so, where? Vermont. Go on, 18? Uh-huh. No. I went to college. So it was <laughs> after 18. Where'd you go to school? <laughs> uh, I went to the University of Vermont. Not too far from home. You am. If you can even believe. Yeah. What I love about like really your story is that you can kind of rewrite it. You'd be like, yeah, I was 18. I, yeah, 18. I actually could. My face is timeless. Yes. <laughs> you would not know. But no, I was, I was, I think it's 23 too old. I was 22. Cool. Yeah. I was 22. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So I was 22. I got cast in a play that was in New Jersey and they, and it was an equity production, but I was only getting like equity points. And I had to They get pay myself. you in points? They pay you in points. Yeah. And it was also not paid. And I had to pay for my own travel to get over. Oh. It was in Teaneck, New Jersey. But here's... I was hungry. <laughs> Wait. So was it, it Thoroughly Modern Millie? No. This was a straight play, actually. Not even a musical. Honestly, that's better now, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Was I underutilized? Maybe. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they should have let me sing. But yeah, so I would take the jitney across the way because it was like a dollar seventy-five, and then it took like twenty-five minutes. Oh, you picked it damn. up at the Port Authority? Um, no, I t- picked it up at the GWB. Oh, I don't know why I'm pointing up. We're in Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm like up there, <laughs> way yeah, up I there, the GWB. Wow. Well, like, I mean, anything to not be at the Port Authority bus terminal on Forty Second Street, though. Honestly, no. Even though it's okay if that's the center of your world, it's a horrible place. No, so. it's horrible. <laughs> it is. Um, that story felt like thoroughly modern Millie, where she gets off and she's like. I'm in Manhattan. Have you seen the early one? I haven't. I know some of the songs, though. Um, I studied all the... Let's sing them now. Um, the, okay. <laughs> forget about... I know. Okay, I know. Forget about the... Uh, and boy. then I know... We weren't done. Give me, give me that thing called... Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I used to really go for that one in the I shower. want it. <laughs> yeah. Sutton Foster, who I saw in Union Square one time wearing a scarf. Oh, my looking God, really? fine. Looking normal. Okay, my thing is, I get really obsessed. It's something I've done ever since I was a child. I will get really obsessed with a female celebrity. And it's always, you know, when something hard is going on in my life, it's like, okay, let's focus all of this energy yeah. onto an older woman. <laughs> and I became yeah. very obsessed with Sutton Foster shortly after moving to the city. And I was really, and when I'm in one of those phases, if someone brings up the person I'm obsessed with, I'm lit up. I'm right there. <laughs> I, and I will not disconnect until they make me stop. Did you see her in Anything Goes? No, but my therapist did. Oh. And I found out because I was talking about being obsessed with Sutton Foster. And me and my therapist, I've had the same therapist for like seven and a half years. And we some very hard lines where I don't know anything about her. Yeah. That's Nothing. a green flag. She really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very healthy boundary that she's absolutely put up for me. She was At like, this point I wouldn't have a, th- if I got a therapist now, I wouldn't be until I was, that I had one for seven and a half years. <laughs> that's so hard. <laughs> that feels, that feels, impo- but it's like, it starts with one day. It, it does start with, with one day. It just starts with one day. One and day one conversation about Sutton Foster. Mm-hmm. One day at a time. <laughs> Macklemore is what they tell us. Yeah. One day at a time. But she saw, she saw Sutton she Foster. She saw Sutton and anything goes and she told me that and fully I froze in the session. I was like, I can't know this. <laughs> but what Sutton makes me think of comes back to Mrs. Maisel and it feels too early to have such a full circle moment with Amy Sherman Palladino core mm-hmm. is, um, 
She didn't. She isn't Maisel Amy Sherman Palladino. Yeah, just walking around in a top hat. Or, she does wear a hat or a fedora. She really wears a hat. All hats are top hats or fedoras. I <laughs> had a callback once for Maisel. I auditioned for that show like eight times before I got on it, and I had a callback once. And I remember they told me that like she was going to be there. Whoa! And so Ugh. I just walked in to look for the hat. Was she nice? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she didn't really talk to me. It's like I went in, I did my scene, and then they gave me a no. I did it again, and then I was like, okay, bye. What if you wore a fedora <laughs> and she was like, your hat looks weird? And you'd be like, yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, so you agree. <laughs> it's, it's called a mirror. So what are you missing in this? Yeah. Did you Gilmore Girls? Did I do Gilmore Girls? I don't know what I said. I think I said, did you Gilmore Girls? <laughs> did I Gilmore Girls? I actually did. I had ACL surgery last year and that was when, during recovery is when I watched. First time you watched it? Uh-huh. I didn't watch it growing up. Did you like it when you watched it? Um. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, that was really important to me when I was a child. I don't, and I still watch like two seasons, two through three. I kind of live in that world Mm -hmm. for like comfort white noise TV, but Mm -hmm. I don't, it's interesting to hear that it's good as a first time experience. Well, I mean, I was definitely seeking comfort at the time and I really need something that just kind of felt good, really kind of low stakes. What's, what's, what bad is going to happen there? Yeah. It's a beautiful world to sink into. Yeah. Jeez. I feel like with old shows too, I think there's a lot of people who are like so ready to find all the problems with it. And it's like, yeah, we know this came out in 2003 or whatever. It's like, obviously there's going to be things that don't hold up. And I think it's like, I, I just, it, it rubs me the wrong way when people are ready to just be like, we can't even watch it anymore or we can't even look. And it's like, th- yeah. there's got to be a middle ground where you we acknowledge things. Yeah. yeah. And also we are like, there's parts of this that are still good. Yeah. And still worth watching. Yeah. And also sometimes those shows that are being criticized are shows that were still ahead of their time. Absolutely. Their Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's like that movie we watched at, and we watched this crazy movie, this gay movie from 2003 called Mambo Italiano. And it like <laughs> says the F slur in it because it's 2003 and obviously gay people were being called the F slur. And it's like, Somebody was like, "Oh, I can't believe it says that." And it's like, "What? What? What do you? Th- what were they supposed to do?" Uh, yeah, it's 2003. Yeah. yeah, and it's a gay movie. They're like reclaiming it. I don't know. Anyway, we're very pro Will and Grace. Grace. I love that. I'm trying to get rid of my sibling ass. I love that. We're very pro Will and Grace. <laughs> Deborah Messing hot. So hot. She's, She's very really hot. hot. I need to yeah. watch both of those shows. I haven't seen either yet. Oh wait, I'm sorry that I just like attributed this belief to you. Well, I, I, am- I like imagine it. I'll like it if you've liked it. I think it is someone who's like really like like structurally writing some comedy science. I think you would like it. For <laughs> okay, cool. I'm excited. To but see people it. get mad because it's like he's like a tokenized, I guess. But it's kind of it's a sitcom from 1987. Jack? Yeah. Mm, I mean, have you heard Sean Hayes? Do, or seen Sean Hayes do anything else. Right. Like, he feels pretty close to who he is. Yeah, I feel like Sean was yes. bringing himself and his light to the character and yeah. then people decided. Wait, that is so true that. in that and actually, okay, yes, and people be like, not all gay people are like, huh, and it's like, but some of us all. <laughs> some of us really are. And isn't that fun? Yeah. And also, like, it was one of the first, like, premiere gay roles on television, so it was not yet, like, a thing that was like, oh, we don't want to always do that. It was the f- one of the first ones. Yes. I feel like people often, like, rewrite yeah. that history onto it, where it's like, at the time, it was... Uh, massive like it was a f- completely new thing it wasn't like hack or like you know reductive quite yet and yeah. they still had will right yes. and they still had will yes so like let jack be loud and proud <laughs> my god and then we get mad at love simon because we're like where are the jazz hands and it's like can we be ever be happy are we ever going to be happy <laughs> with a representation? i feel like we just accomplished what some some 
graduate level papers accomplished <laughs> in a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. True, true. Um, I we well in the intro when we were talking, we showed you the Joe Rogan tattoos. Yeah, the pretty one, crazy, right? Okay, the one where he is where it's the tattoo of him with all the eyes. I know, and it's on like, his forehead. That's messed up. That, I also didn't know. I I'm someone where it's like hear no evil speak no evil when i hear bad about bad people i just plug the ears close the eyes so joe rogan i didn't know that he was in his 50s i'm pretty I'm like, sure pissed off about this old guy yeah. <laughs> is he he and like i know this is not fair he and louis ck and everyone that is that age are the same to me what is joe rogan's deal he's bad his, i know that his bad. deal is he has the biggest podcast he He's a competitor of ours. <laughs> we, we share no. space. We with spare Joe Rogan. space. We're in the podcast space with Joe Rogan. No, he is the biggest podcast in the U.S. At least, maybe the world. I don't know. Um, and he kind of speaks to a lot of mostly men. Is like his audience, like white nationalists. Yeah, right? and so, but he has like he <laughs> like would so consider himself. I think he would consider himself a centrist. I think that is a very very slim place realistically in the world anymore. Like, considering the current like political climate. He has on, like, Alex Jones and, like, crazy right-wing people to, like, kind of, like, grill them. But it's, like, you're giving them the biggest platform in the country. So it doesn't really engage with the fact that he's, like, giving them a platform and that, like, he is not going to, like, be able to, like, outwit them. He's he's Joe Rogan. Of Fear Factor fame. Like, he's not... Oh, he's the host of Fear Factor. He was back in the day. Mm. And so... Was that his start? Uh, he was a comedian. He's a stand-up, and he and then he got on Fear Factor and hosted that for a while. And now I don't know when the podcast came to be and like got so big, but like he also has like like Miley Cyrus has been on it. Like he has like a lot of really big guests. And then he anyway he's also super anti-vax. So like during COVID, he got like very weird and like was a so is Robert anti-vax. F Kennedy Jr. I believe that it all comes back. To I Robert believe F. that. Kennedy yeah, Jr., I, I honestly he might Connor. even be a guest at some point. Ugh. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> yes, that one tattoo where he's got like the three eyes, isn't that like some sort of like seeing? It, that feels like some sort of like I don't. Well, the up there, that's where your third eye. The is, third right? eye, but right? So then he doesn't have a third eye. He no, has, no, like, no, 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 no. Twenty up there. <laughs> I think it, it must just mean that he's all knowing. I think that's the vibe, and that's and that is like one scary that somebody thinks that then got that tattoo and that he reposted it. Like that's yeah. just layers of our praise. thing is that we don't really know anything. <laughs> that's not. actually great because it's I know some very specific things and, yeah. and it's incredible when I can tell you about those things. Wait, but what else, specific master of none? What things? Over well, here. okay, this actually brings me into the boys' club that I'm not a part of. Oh, perfect. If you want me to jump right Let's do it. That's ENFJ. A, that was a perfect seamless. I don't know. Okay, I think I'm the campaigner. You're an ENFP. <laughs> We're the same. Uh, oh. You are. Feel, I feel, feel more organized. You feel like me if I really did my morning pages and do my. <laughs> hair dry <laughs> it's so funny because i seem so organized i come across so like a type a so structured but i'm really like i'm kind of just floating yeah i'm just really good at presenting myself <laughs> i think that some uh, nice enfps um do a beautiful job and it's very something talking about like you and me and and you're more organized than the two of us but you're similar because you're enfj are good at kind of like being like loose enough to be creative but organized enough to be driven and uh-huh. and kind of relentless and like, like hey, that. Yeah. all three of us made this appointment today so i think we're at least that organized. <laughs> yeah. wait that's so true that i think we gotta us... give ourselves more credit wait it is actually cannot be overstated how that actually might be the bar like we woke up put pants on i got on a shuttle got and here. we got here to this appointment you went back and got here i was the... late no, but you have to be. But you, oh, come on. Two minutes isn't it, late. Well, you know, in, in the theater, you <laughs> know, it's supposed to be 50 minutes early. And in Fair New enough. York, though, I feel like New York, 
you're 10 minutes earlier, 10 minutes late. There's no, yeah, there's what no can on you time. Do? Yeah. Like, which I don't go to anymore. Cause I am doing no cardio August where I kind of like try to like reclaim my own higher power is, um, and that's Joe Rogan. Is, <laughs> they start seven minutes late every time. And I'm like, do these people have jobs? Like, I don't. But really? these people must have jobs. Yes. Seven minutes late. That's crazy. But anyway. Yeah. But what things do you know about? The boys club. Oh, well, the boys club. Okay. What and if I was like, what things do you think you know about? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let me tell you. <laughs> okay. The boys club that I'm not a part of is like people who have seen movies that I haven't seen. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And it's kind of like, I wasn't sure if it was like, are they cinephiles? Are they film buffs? But sometimes it's like, bring it on. It's like <laughs> just a movie that I haven't seen. And there's so many movies. Everybody's seen them. But Did I you haven't. not have TV as a child? Well, I was raised Mormon. Oh my God. Wow. I know. No, I, am a, wait, I love Mitt Romney. Oh my God. <laughs> he's, he's cute. Yeah, my mom liked him. Yeah, he's my cute. Mom liked he's him. a handsome guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want that on the record? <laughs> oh, I tell I will openly Mitt Romney is a is a good looking. Yeah. He's bad. Super bad. I remember when he was he was running against Obama. Twenty yeah. twelve. And back. I remember I had a friend, a new friend, who was like gonna vote for him. And then me. A new friend. <laughs> a new friend. Yeah. Wait, that was really interesting. Go on. Well, because it's like we had just met. Were you kissing? No. Go on. No, but she was going to vote for him. And then I was just like, so you hate gay people? She's like, no, I just love guns. <laughs> <laughs> Not mutually exclusive true. to her. Somehow she feels ahead of her time to like love. I know people always love guns, but like to like love guns in 2012 feels so interesting. Well, yeah. I was just thinking, I remember that election. What It felt like it, the pivotal moment in that election was when Romney said something to slight like the bottom 48% of the country and everybody uh, uh, turned on him. Uh, and it's like, what? me and you, me and you are freaking on it. That's yes. the only time I've ever feel like there was any semblance of class consciousness that yes. like swayed an election. And we are so far from that and we need to get back to it. Yes, like, and he was the binder full of women, right? Yes. Yeah. I got oh. binders full of women. What? And, yeah. I think he was like looking for a V. Who's his VP? No idea. Romney, Paul Ryan. Oh, no. Okay, those eyes. You have got to stop liking, liking these waspy men. <laughs> yeah, bad. your taste is wild. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like men that like. Well, I was gonna say that look like me. Would have said the F slur in the eighties. <laughs> Paul Ryan absolutely would have. Absolutely. So absolutely. Do you actually sure. like guys that look like you? Yeah, my type is like kind of looks like me. I've never been attracted to a blonde. Okay. Like okay. IRL. And I think it's because I'm so blonde. All my family is so blonde. So yeah. if I see someone who's blonde, I'm like, you're like, we have that already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested. That. Yeah. Yeah. Show me the dark hair. Wait, we have to talk about you being raised Mormon. We do. Because the reason that I asked is that Bring It On jumps out to me as an uh-huh. ABC family, Freeform Fox family movie mm-hmm. that would be on kind of like at a Saturday at four. Mm-hmm. But you see, if something was rated PG-13, that meant I couldn't see it until I was 16. Wait, so I I was not raised Mormon, but I similarly, I was the oldest and my parents were like very strict about that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I was not a lot, like I remember watching The Hangover at a sleepover in eighth grade and having like a panic attack about it because I was like, if they find out I'm dead. That was like, me when I saw Knocked Up, the first R-rated oh, movie I saw. Oh shit. With Kath that ruined mm-hmm. Catherine Heigl career Catherine Heigl you think it ruined it you think that's what did it um, have you not watched Firefly Lane on Netflix okay, <laughs> so she's back she she absolutely is back and I think that is the result of kind of she was amazing in Grey's Anatomy first couple seasons so after and this is going to be like kind of weird about Judd Apatow and I'm sorry like we are in conversation with him like we kind of sure. we we feel like he's in our industry of comedy and podcast <laughs> we feel like that we feel this way <laughs> and but after that movie she said that like she criticized kind of him and then he like took it really personally, criticism, and 
that was like a weird thing. Google Catherine Heigl, Judd Apatow. Yeah, I want to know what she said. I love that on this podcast, sometimes we'll give you information. Sometimes we'll be like, Google this. And you'll like kind of <laughs> learn about it. I feel like, I, I mean, I don't know what she said, but I can imagine if, when was that movie made? Like the early 2000s, 07. Seven, so I'm, I'm sure that that was still like a very like, I mean, those are like, those movies tend to have a boy humor mm-hmm. sensibility yeah, totally. about them. I'm sure those workspaces were, maybe weren't the best place for her at the time. I could imagine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then Ellen Pompeo threw her hat in the ring, and, and now she's good again. Remember, <laughs> Ellen Pompeo was like, she was right. Actually, she just like wrote it on Instagram. It's like and an Instagram comment was like, you were right. And, and that's an Instagram right. comment can change the world. And that's powerful. It that can get a lot of like slot. It of really did. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, seeing knocked up, I was ill the entire time. I was oh my freaking god. Out. I was like, what am I? What am I? Where did do? you see it? Um, in the movie theaters. We would, like, and so also like we weren't supposed to go in there. You yeah. It's rated R. Oh, well, we shit. bought a ticket to a different movie. Do you remember of what course, the movie was? Of course. No. You're describing Doesn't me in Shutter Island in like 2010. <gasps> and you saw it in theaters? Yeah, with Jason, with this guy that ended up being gay and his girlfriend who ended up also being gay. Good for them. I know. That wow. happens. Girlfriend was this girl that I docked it in because she said that she wanted to lose her virginity to someone that cared about her, even though everyone knew that I was gay. And then her mom walked in and she still told her that she couldn't go to play practice the next day, but I still was allowed to go. Yeah. I feel like the victim in this story. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. And his mom ran a dance studio, but was still really mad when he came out as gay. And Did it's she like, have three names? I have a theory that every dance studio owner has three Abby names. Lee Miller. Has- Abby Lee Miller. <laughs> Mine was Cheryl Ann Kelly. <laughs> he has three names that's great I mean, and it's three like just like basic white lady names yeah. Abby Lee Miller Cheryl wait. Ann Kelly all, yes. uh, all can I be first could, names you could any order that would be fine I cannot wait to wait should we get three names no I don't think we're opening a dance studio Nico you have an opening for a name in the middle <laughs> this is true you this is true yeah. well I've already done the paperwork I'm not going back there Connor yeah. Joe Janda okay back to your Mormon I do son. have three names though true. Just, so Dayton. that later in life so is Dayton your middle name Dayton's my middle name. You're like, it's my married name. <laughs> <laughs> it's my married name, actually. Yeah, no, it's my middle name. And because Emily Evans, there are so many Emily Evanses yeah. out there. And then when I, I, I when I joined one. SAG, I had to I had to differentiate myself. Definitely. Somehow. That's great. Yeah. And I was like, I'll, I'll do three names. It I'm, flows I'm really nicely. You know, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Vanessa yeah. Ann Hudgens. There you go. There Jesus you go. Harold Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's his middle name. You're talking about my boyfriend. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> I, love I love that. Wait, yeah. okay. I have a question about um, the movie stuff. So yeah. I, I, like I was saying, I similarly like didn't get to watch a lot of like R-rated or anything. So I feel like I'm still catching up yeah. on movies. Do you feel that way too? Absolutely. Yeah. But the thing is too, is when it's a movie like Bring It On where it's from, you know, the mid 2000s, it's like, it's not going to be the way it was for you when I watch it Absolutely. now as an adult. Yeah. And so many people insist, insist, they get so passionate mm-hmm. about these movies that you haven't seen. And they're like, you got to watch this one. Like it'll change your life. And then you watch it and you're not reacting the way that they want you to. And then everybody's let down. Yeah. Is it oftentimes yeah. comedies from the 2000s to 2010s? No, it ranges. I haven't seen The Matrix. People get pissed at me. I haven't seen that either. I'm not seeing that. People We're not pissed. seeing that. <laughs> no. Wait, let's make a pact. Wait, never I do. Let's never see it. <laughs> let's never see, <laughs> never see uh, you guys. Okay, We're not engaging with that. No. There's a ton of peer pressure around it. We're not seeing that. We're not seeing Inception. No. Oh, I've seen Inception. I haven't seen Inception. Forget it. If Inception was like, it was like, yeah, that was pretty crazy. But if you've missed it, I think it's okay. My version There's of Inception so was the there. Lake House with Sandra Bullock, which is like a love version of Inception <laughs> where like time doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. Totally. It was that like, one was looked like a mystery. I also did not see that one. That was Inception for like romantics. You've seen a lot of movies though. Yes, because when I was a child, I would I, I would always go to the movies alone to escape my life 
and I like loved that. Oh my god, you were allowed out of the ago. house alone. Yeah, <laughs> Connor was sneaking out at seven to go see movies. <laughs> Wait, so you're Mormon? I was. Am yes. I reacting poorly? No, no, no. Everybody, here's the thing: is it's so interesting. It to is people so interesting because Mormons are really. Once you really look into it, there's some really crazy stuff in there. <laughs> I went on a date with a Mormon named Kyle one time, and he had beautiful skincare and the nicest furniture. Wow. Yeah. I could, I could see that for Mormons. Yeah. You know? Yeah, keeping it clean. Gorgeous yeah. eyes. My ha- house was really clean. Have you, up. how how do like Vermont Mormons differentiate from like out West? Is it less I intense think, or? I feel like it must be less intense. I haven't been out West, but like, it's like, there wasn't the underwear. Like I hear a lot about the underwear that Mormons um, have to wear. And I think it's like any religion where it's, you know, levels of, yeah. you know, how. They killed, oh no, I'm thinking is. Jesus of Latter-day Saints. Never mind. That's different, right? Well, no, but mine was LDS, Latter-day Saints. I was just reading Jesus about Christ Church of the Latter-day Saints. They tarred and feathered the guy that founded Mormonism. <gasps> Did you know that? No. Why they, what do you mean tarred and feathered? So that's when you dump I, tar on someone, then a bunch of feathers. Yes, <laughs> I was going down this like, rabbit hole of like, what, exactly Shane? what it sounds like. <laughs> I was like Googling tar and feather and all the examples of tar and feathering happening. I why? Don't know why? And it was all with him. Nico, you know, sometimes... Like I also then went down the rabbit hole of like the real the real life story of Jaws and like it's just it's like <laughs> oh, a Jeff okay. weekend. Sometimes you're just playing with the internet. You're just, <laughs> you're just seeing what is idea. And you're like, but what happened really? <laughs> like, what's really a threat? But in Vermont is where I think it's the birthplace of the guy who founded Joseph John Smith. Smith. Yeah, is it Joseph? I want to say John. I'm gonna differ. John I'm gonna go with. Emily's I feel like answer. you're right because you did it. You did the religion. Yeah, I did my time. That's do you true. not do? Oh wait, do you not? Are you not Mormon anymore? No, I was. I was going to church until I was like nine. My mom was raised Mormon, but my dad was not. My dad's Baha'i, which is a, like kind of a, he describes it as a compromise between all religions. There's multiple oh. gods. Do they have temples? They do have temples. I believe I went to a temple. I've been to one in Chicago. I think I went to one in North Carolina. I believe it. Wow. Yes. So he had the temple. My mother had the church. But so because he wasn't fully in it, you know, growing up, we kind of knew that my dad wasn't fully buying it. So we're like, well, do we got to fully buy this? Yeah. And then in Mormon church, you get uh, baptized when you're eight. And he didn't allow us to get baptized. He said that we would get baptized when we're 15, when we could decide for ourselves. Oh, that's cool. And Is at your that mom point, chill with that? we weren't going. Um, I think that she put up some fight, but... Also, I mean, she had five kids. She outnumbered herself. Yeah. And so it got to the point when I was nine, it was like, I'm second oldest. So I have three younger brothers, one older sister. And what's funny is my family has always been very separated by gender in that way, where it's yeah. like, we have our two girls, then we have our three boys. And then my mom only has sisters. So I thought aunts were your mother's siblings. And then my dad only has brothers. So I thought uncles were only your brothers. <laughs> How many? What is your That's funny. mother's one of what? Um... Five. Father's one of five. Four. Give me the movie. I know. <laughs> oh my God. There's so many movies you can make I want to go to a life. wedding in your family. Oh my gosh. I don't. <laughs> Are you close to your older sister? I am. And she's in New York. She's in Boston. Not Mormon. Not Mormon. Your younger brothers are Mormon. Nope. None of them are Mormon. None of us. You are slinging guesses. Your mother's not very persuasive. Right. No offense. <laughs> None taken. Well, she's Catholic now. Oh, <laughs> it'd be tough to be persuasive when you're not even persuading yourself what's funny yeah. about catholic versus mormon is like catholic also crazy but you're kind of there's more community like there's more people around you that are also crazy so yeah it's kind of and people, like, people accept it more it's more of like oh yeah we get that kind of kind of what i'll say about alcohol versus weed is that like we alcohol is like more accepted in the world mm-hmm. but it's also like maybe more chaotic so like whereas weed is more of like is that legal? Is that not? Does that even make sense? Well, I mean, yeah, outside of New York for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I am so. So, are you sober? No. Cool. 
I'm sober, but not for religion reasons. Aww. Yeah. Aww, good for you. That's good. No. <laughs> I should make Mormon friends or pregnant women, and they'll be my sober friends. I met a girl who uh, became Mormon late in life, and what a decision to make. Yeah. What swayed her? Um, I don't know. I think she was looking for community and yeah. she felt like they were all really nice. And she was like, but it's not, it's not like what you think. Cause I do feel like from my experience of the Mormon church. And again, I was, I only went until I was nine. I went mostly to sing the songs. And yeah. Like wear the dresses. Totally. I was like, okay, I get to dress <laughs> up. I get to sing. And like afterwards we get bagels. This like, is literally, <laughs> literally you're describing Catholicism. Yeah. You're yeah. like, we're going to do a reenactment of the crucifixion. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, it was good for me. Yeah. I didn't take in any of the information. Of course. We were both like little actors and re- mm-hmm. re- religion can be fun for theater kids. Absolutely. Because there is a performative. There's like absolutely. a lot of outlets yeah, for us too. And then you're watching the priest of the and you're like, he's not doing shit. Like we could really spice this up if yeah. we wanted to. Yeah. Father Janton yeah. had a nice car, but took a of poverty never made sense <laughs> never made sense to me that is a, very a classic very controlling yes. the mormon yeah. church yeah is my perception of mormonism was always that it was i think i group it in with like scientology and i don't think that's fair i mean maybe though i, I mean, mean it's also an out west newer religion i mean they both have that in common i saw two mormon missionaries mm-hmm. walking the streets on the upper west side that like weren't cute which was weird because i have seen really cute ones mm-hmm. before but th- also there can be some really ugly ones yeah and do <laughs> they pair them really dynamic in that way yeah. Yeah. paired yeah. based on your appearance when i was in north carolina <laughs> that's two- a whole have you seen book of mormon have no. either of you seen it no well you probably would really get a kick out of it i would imagine mormon yes <laughs> have you listened to the songs i had that one okay well it's a it's really funny and it's good. It's one of the only Broadway shows I've seen. Okay, we'll see. I'll do it. It's on today, Tex. Okay. We should go. I would love to go. That would be I so fun. That would be so I fun. was in North Carolina. We had two girls who were Mormon come in. They were missionaries. Come and talk to my religion and media class. And um, I was a comms minor, and <laughs> which no one has ever cared about. And I was so, I was like, no offense, but like, I feel like this isn't like, I don't think they believe in you that they placed you here. Like, this is the middle of North Carolina, the backwards of North Carolina. Like, this is kind of, like, a sad place to get placed. But it's also, like, this is the Bible Belt. Like, who are you? Con- like, we're, we're, you're 90% there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> it was very yeah. Christian. Yeah. yeah. They were set up to make change. Yeah. 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 The missionaries would come to my house a lot when I was a kid. And my mom would always let them in because... She had to. I guess just to visit. I don't really know. Yeah. They're probably like, nobody's let us in for houses. Can we please just yeah, come get a glass of water? In? Yeah. Come in? And then my dad always thought that he was so funny because he would offer them tea, but Mormons can't have caffeine. <laughs> and he'd always be like, would you like a cup of tea? I stare at them. Are your parents in love? <laughs> no, they're divorced. And they're both remarried. <laughs> <laughs> the dynamics of the marriage was like very fascinating to me. And I was like, I bet they're just like, oh, my Mormon wife, she's so goofy. And she's like, oh, my non-believer husband. Like that. Like, yeah. I think, well, I think it was like, yeah, he was like, uh, oh my God, like uh, I'm marrying a bad boy. Like he's not in the church. <laughs> yeah. like, and then he was like, I'm saving this poor woman. Oh, <laughs> wow. So that that's a good dynamic to have. <laughs> and now your big family's bigger. And now my big family's even bigger. What's so crazy is that my parents both found a new partner within like a year of being officially divorced and then remarried uh, within People that, that can year. fall wow. in love so fast. I'm just like, how do you do it? How do you come up so? But I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade out like the slowness of falling in love for like like maybe that maybe it's like love is worth more. It's more valuable to 
I don't know what I'm saying. Truly, what's the rush? Yeah. What's the rush? Enjoy your time falling in love. What's the rush? But like my knee hurts sometimes and I'm going to need insurance one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> and then there would be a rush. That's true. That's then true. Then there would be a rush. Um, Wait, I wanted to get back to to the Boys Club of movies, movies for a second. Is there are there any movies on your list that you do want to see that like you have to see, or do you have like a? Because I have been going through this thing like where like I I feel so behind on so many movies, and I yeah. feel like my childhood really like there's like stuff I have not seen. But I'm trying to be like, okay, I'm gonna make a list, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start watching these movies so that I can. But then I'm also like, what if what if they're what if I watch these like classics and then they're just like yeah not worth it. Yeah. Like you were saying, and I'm like, well, I can't connect with this. Yeah. And that's awkward. I think sometimes for like, you're very productive and I like maybe not in a bad way and in like an anxious way. And I don't think that's bad. (laughs) I don't think it's, I imagine that you have anxiety based on productivity and I Mm -hmm. think that's a beautiful fucking thing. And if someone tries to challenge you, boom. Where you get anxious if you're not productive. Yes. And I'm trying to challenge that because I'd like to have a happy life. (laughs) Nico. Nico, you can have a happy life in 11 years. Okay. <laughs> you know I, I, yeah, but I, I also, I, I think, no, no, I guess for me, I'm just like, this is not a part of the conversation, but like as, as it pertains to my productivity and anxiety is like, yeah, I'll get really on myself and if I'm not being productive, but I think that the, I would rather like be like every day can be enjoyable instead yeah. of like working, 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 and then like having like basically excess in either direction. I'd rather just be like, yes. let's have some just nice, balanced, balanced go chugging along as at any pace. I would rather do that, I think. Yes, that's my version of making peace with my dad at the pool at the shore. I mean, like, actually, <laughs> this will help me as an artist if we hang. And then we did, and it was nice. But I feel like a, watching movies like that, I think, is helpful as an artist, and it's kind of like a low lifting, especially on a day where you, like, maybe don't feel like making something or, like, whatever. It's, like, a nice way to, like, no, we're moving the needle by absorbing this art, and that can be helpful, and maybe sometimes gets lost. Yeah, but that's another thing I'm trying to get, because I also feel like because I grew up with, like, kind of parents who were a little bit strict about that stuff, is I feel like I missed out on a lot of, like, early artistic influences that, like, Mm -hmm. friends of ours in, like, the comedy scene here did get to see and I'm like oh I, I want to see all these like actually cool things that I missed out on yeah there's so many references and people will yeah. refer and also like just like names of actors and comedians I mean I also didn't I didn't watch comedy growing up the only thing I, I would yeah. watch clips of SNL because I remember when when my sister was so team Jacob <laughs> so, so when Taylor Lautner did SNL totally. that's when I watched some SNL and so then it was like oh Kristen Wiig Tina Fey and I loved that but I still didn't know I, I didn't realize like yeah. oh they're doing comedy I really didn't and so I also don't watch like I don't watch stand-up specials I don't I never understand anybody's references yeah and I'm like isn't that doesn't that kind of just mean that I have a natural gift that I (laughs) (laughs) I have to be informed you're you're pulling just from yourself yeah yeah it means that you're truly original that you're not performing as someone else you're not performing a thing that you fell fell in love with your inspiration is you that is beautiful. I wish <laughs> I wish that that were true. Yeah. I do still feel I'm like I do still feel like I'm performing, uh, being you know a very good a very Wait, good. Wait, this girl. is psychotic. <laughs> I, I don't even know what my question is. How did you know what comedy? How did you find comedy from not being like I grew up? I loved Thirty Rock mm-hmm. and like things like that. And mm-hmm. like that to me is probably like where I somewhere from. Even Gilmore Girls was like somewhere from there found comedy. Yeah. Where did you find comedy? Where did I find it? I'm like, well, my dad used to do this funny thing where he'd pretend to fall down the stairs all the time. <laughs> Wait, I like that. I'm obsessed like, with your dad. That was, he's pretty funny. He's pretty funny. We went to a Red Sox game last week. It was the first time that like I've gone on a family trip that like wasn't for someone dying or like a family yeah. holiday. Like those are the only times I see my family. Yeah. So it was the first time doing something fun together. 
and he has two bionic knees and he set off the metal detectors and they had to like give him a full scan down and he really made it a scene. <laughs> and it was really funny. Why does he have two bionic knees? Because uh, his old ones didn't work. You gotta get those replaced. Slay. Yeah. My dad got two new ones. just got one of his replaced and similarly had a whole thing at the airport but he was not fun about it. He was mostly having a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I imagine it can be annoying if it happens all the time. My grandpa also has But my has dad's a, knees are new, so. He, uh, so he's, he's, he's about it. I, yeah. But I like that he had fun with it because that, that's really the only way through. Yeah. Yeah. I similarly saw SNL at a young age. That was one of the few things that my parents like were like, oh, you can watch this. That yeah. and School of School of Rock with Jack Black. Was I like haven't the, seen it. <gasps> that was the first funny movie I ever saw. And I was like, what is this? School oh, of Rock with Joan Cusack. The, the mask. mask. I would say what that's a mask? big one. With Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey and Cameron Diaz. Well, now we're being the movie buffs. We're like, what the fuck? You haven't yeah. seen that? I cannot imagine those two talking <laughs> to each other. Well, well, they even kiss in it. If you can believe they even yeah. kiss. I believe that Cameron Diaz is really kind because Drew Barrymore said that Cameron Diaz is really kind. And, and I believe like, that. I believe. I yeah. trust Drew Barrymore. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're Drew Barrymore. Drew, if you're listening, fans. we'll have you on the pod anytime. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come to your house. <laughs> we'll come to the studio. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I would say I found comedy through, I mean, through seeing the SNL clips when I saw like yeah. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and them doing those things. I think I yeah. just didn't understand what it was. And some of this also is maybe that I'm dumb, but I did not understand like that comedy was its own thing and its own genre. It's just like when I went to college, I studied theater because all I'd ever seen were plays. Yeah. And it did yeah. something did not compute where I was like, oh, but acting is also like on TV and film. But I thought that was like just if you were born in Hollywood. Yeah. Which is a little bit the case. But, <laughs> but there's still ways untrue, to do it. Yeah. And so like the first time I did Justice, I'd only seen musicals. So first I was like, musicals is what performing is. So that's what I'll do. And then I found out about straight plays. I was like, oh, I'll do that. And then yeah. I found out about people like making web series and stuff. I was like, okay, well then I'll do that. And then along the way, people were like, oh, you should do improv. You should do stand up. And then I was like, what are those? Yeah. I feel like I, so, I also like came into, I don't know, my understanding of like very like slowly. Oh, oh mm -hmm. you can make, oh, we can do that too. Like that's great. Yeah, yeah. Like I totally had no sense of it until it was in front of me and somebody was like, yeah, we're doing this. Did like, you, did I you was watch not... a lot of stand-up? Do you guys watch a lot of... My parents showed me Jim Gaffigan and Brian Regan when I was in like middle school because mm. they were both like clean comics and Jim Gaffigan had like a, a big bit in one of his early specials about Catholicism and I grew up Catholic so like that mm. was huge for me. So I would watch those on YouTube like on repeat until I had them like memorized essentially Yeah. Um, and then would regurgitate them at the dinner table all the time. But it wasn't until I was a little bit older that I got like started to find like stand-ups that I liked. It was a lot of like my parents showing me things because you know, yeah. they, were, they were sort of dictating what was mm -hmm. being seen at the home. So, but to be fair, I did love both of those and they, those two are obviously really talented stand-ups and yeah. if you can do clean comedy that kids at 12 can see and like, I mean, that's impressive. That's a feat. That's yeah. a feat. Yeah. But mostly it was that SNL and then Mean Girls was huge for me. Mm. When I, started I wasn't to allowed see that. to see Mean Girls. So that was one of the first things my mom was better about. There were certain, this is the thing too, I feel like, especially in the 2000s, there were, like, girl movies and boy movies. Mm -hmm. And, like, boy humor was, like, a lot more, like, raunchy, and my parents were not about that. But if there was a movie that my mom saw that was, like, like, Mean Girls was one that kind of rose through that was, like, obviously Tina Fey wrote, very funny, had a little bit more of a feminine sensibility, I think it's one of the funniest movies ever still. But, and she, um, so my mom really liked that, and so she's like, okay, you can watch this. Yeah. But, like... It was like just a few things here and there that like kind of got through and it was like if that had to really make my mom laugh and then <laughs> I was allowed to watch it. Yeah. But so I feel like I got like a decent a couple things that came through. But it was like I was very influenced by like that. And then when I got to high school, Bridesmaids and the Heat were like really big for me. But it was a bit of a fight to get my it was again. I was like my mom had to see it and then see how funny it was. And then she let me yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah. Bridesmaids was huge. 
But my mom, my mom doesn't like watch anything. Nothing. So I think that that's also probably part of it. She used to, when we were younger, my mom's name is Heidi. She would make us watch the movie Heidi, which is about this like little girl who like lives with her grandfather because like her parents die. <laughs> and she like, li- like, I feel like it's in like Switzerland or somewhere. It's just like her and a goat. It's the most boring movie. And she would have us watch that all the time when we were younger. Wow. Okay, she- Nars. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was obsessed with the movie Heidi. And we were all like, this is the most boring movie. You only like it because I've it's your name. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> that's funny. Because it's your name. Yeah. Messed up. Would you need to make a movie named Emily. I know. Well, I actually, I am, I do think that I will win my Oscar for playing my mother. In a Hell film. What would yeah. the movie be about? Would it be a remake of Heidi? <laughs> Ooh, it could be a spin I mean, my mom's life is so crazy and my mom is such a character. When I was young and when she was Mormon, she was addicted to Mountain Dew. She would drink like a pack of Mountain Dew a day and she said that it was fine because she had five kids. So it was like kind of her deal with God, right? Whoa. I can have the caffeine because I gave you a pack of Mountain Dew. Regular Mountain Dew? Yeah, that green stuff, baby. She oh, yeah. open it. Green. She would hide it in her car. Like, she... That shit, like, glows in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Does she, she have would... an eating disorder? Yes. <laughs> cool. <It's> like... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and she used to only wear, like, track suits, like, Adidas track suits. Yes. But then, you know, we left the church, and then she tried to kind of transformed. And now she only wears really tight-fitting clothes and, like, glitter eyeliner under her eyes, and she always has her nails done. She's kind of like Jennifer Lawrence and Joy. Yeah, kind of. Did you see Joy? <laughs> I did see Joy. So she's showing up to the Catholic Church, nails done. Yeah. Skin tight, ready to roll. Skin tight, ready to roll. Love that, that glitter eyeliner. I love women. Like, I, I love know. a girl. I like, love when a grown person goes through a renaissance like that, though. Yeah. And yeah. she also, she started figure skating when I was in um, high school. And she does theater on ice. What? I know. It's ne- if, you, if you're home thinking it's too late, okay, it's probably not. It's it never like, too late. It's never too late. I, Heidi. It'll be a Heidi and I, Tanya Ooh, mix. Oh, yeah. I, Heidi. <laughs> and I do love I, Tanya. That I was, love I, Tanya. I saw I, Tanya in theaters in college, I think, at like this weird little theater. And I remember being like, that was the uh, very, what a specific story. Like, there's mm-hmm. no other movie. Well, I grew up that. kind of obsessed with that because I was like obsessed. With, I was obsessed with like women who were kind of, like with a crazy story like Sharon Tate. Mm-hmm. Do you know Sharon Tate? Mm-hmm. Nancy Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. And like, so anytime Princess Diana, anytime there was a woman like that where like something crazy happened to her. A I little was dark like, tragedy. I was all yeah. ears. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah. And I think f- at first I was pro Nancy Kerrigan. And then since like now I realized that like Tanya is kind of like queer adjacent and like, so we should be supporting. Yeah. Whereas Nancy Kerrigan's like the Jackie Kennedy. It was lose, lose like, for both of those girlies. I'll say. Yeah, yeah. They were pitting women against each other and ultimately the patriarchy is to blame. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But makes for great entertainment. <laughs> yes. I know. And uh, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Oscar nominee. A fucking yeah. star. A fucking star. Yeah. Um, I never watched stand-up growing up. I don't no. think I ever did. I, to me, stand-up was dirty. It was like a dirty art form. And the yeah. only people I associated it with was, it was like Tosh, whatever. Tosh yeah. Pino, yeah. That guy was My like, brothers loved him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dane Cook. Yeah. Totally. I hated that yes, shit. Those men. And then, so I always just like really loved sitcoms that had like a Jenna Maroney type character. Yes. Like Schitt's Creek. I'd be like, I saw Annie Murphy. I was like, well, that's what this is. And then like the Jenna Maroney of it all, any show like Veronica Mars even, which was like funny to me, even though it was like about a murder, but like she was funny. Mm-hmm. Like I loved like a quirky girl character. And mm-hmm. I feel like that is where like a lot of my, like what I like comedically came from. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like Jenna Maroney lives inside of me. yes i totally believe that i just watched the 30 rock pilot the other day for the first time ever i'd seen like plenty of episodes that was another thing my mom was a big fan of so i like but it was like slightly i think the early seasons that were like a little bit before i was like ready to watch it so i just watched the pilot the other day for the first time and it's like 
it's so funny to see the very first instance of all these characters that really grow into themselves mm-hmm. and become these like larger than life personalities and characters because yeah. it's like jenna's not even really a big fixture of the first episode she's just kind of like liz's best friend and then i'm like to know where she goes is yeah. amazing yeah <laughs> and there's part of me that feels like her character is still um the woman i don't even remember the character name in um what's the one where everybody lives in the bunker kimmy, kimmy schmidt. schmidt did you see kimmy mm. schmidt yeah guys i was on kimmy schmidt what <laughs> As we left what? it out of the intro. One of the bunker as girls. also seen as Kimmy Schmidt. Oh my yeah. god, and Kimmy Schmidt. Not as one of the bunker girls. Wow. I wish. I wish. No, I played. I was in one episode. Fuck you know, yeah. A, a was, little under five. Was the culture good on set? It was great. It was my first ever TV job, and was Jenna amazing. Maroney there. Jenna Maroney Jane Krakowski. Doesn't Jane Krakowski play somebody in that show though? Yes. 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 Absolutely. And in my head, that is like, where is Jenna Maroney now? It's this woman, but even though obviously they're different characters. Jacqueline. But they are pulling from the same. Such a Jacqueline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jacqueline is a woman with a lot of money and <laughs> a lot know. of time. She to me is like uh, someone like that. Cause then I also like loved Emma Stone and Jennifer Lawrence. And it's like this yeah. one person on this show that kind of like is the only person I care about. And to me it's like, like when I watched search party, when it first came out, this was years ago, I was like, I just want to watch the, I want to watch the blonde girl. Meredith. Like yeah. every line she said, I was her and John cool. early. I would have yes. to watch them the whole time. I was like, Meredith that's Hacker. the show. I know. Yeah, she's amazing. She was just in something. Um, Joyride. 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 She's so funny in Joyride. Wait, who was she in Joyride? Oh, she, yes. Yeah. She's in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she was great. That scene was, that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you give me that, that one like melodramatic, like mean girl and it's like, I will watch a series through and through just (laughs) for her. Yes. Just for her. Because I was always someone who would watch something and then walk away and feel like I was the person I'd just been watching. Totally. Yeah. For me, that was when I was really young. I would watch like these. My dad would like not let me watch. There was I don't even remember what toy or cereal box came with this like Jackie Chan CD where they were just doing (laughs) tricks. And then I'd watch it, and then I'd want to do tricks all over the house. So he would literally hide it from me so that I couldn't watch it, or it would be like in small doses on certain days I could watch it because otherwise I was just jumping all over stuff. But I love that 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 you guys are feeling that with the uh, the women holding down our. Did you watch Buffy the Vampire No, although I've been told so many times that I would love it. the early seasons have a similar, like, really important, like, funny hot girl character. Yeah. Actually, but it's, but it's not Sarah switch. Michelle Geller, another three name. Oh, I would say. Okay, dance studio. I would say no. I would say, and boys at home, maybe this is such a deep cut. I would argue that it, you start with it being Cordelia, and by the end, it is Anya. Well, with a name like Cordelia. What do you <laughs> gotta be. That? Kind of three yeah, names don't if write you a say character Cordelia if she's not in the beginning. Played maybe. by yeah, someone yeah, named Charisma yeah, yeah. Carpenter. Ooh. What? Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Imagine having that name. A name can be anything. You got to live up to it. Yeah. A name can be anything. Wow. Yeah. To name your kid Charisma, that's a big swing. They better have it. I and truly, some kids don't. No. Some kids really <laughs> many don't. don't. It many is beautiful don't. to be like, because like what, what you name your child, it says such a story. If it's something like that, and mm-hmm. it's like, so this is what you prioritize. You bestow upon your child Charisma. That's yeah. So sweet. Yeah. That is sweet. Um. Okay, should we... Uh, should What's we a boys club wait, that you are a part of? Give me a second to say it. <laughs> should we ask our next question? What's a boys club you're in? You really are taking ownership of the pod today. I'm really getting that for me. I don't want to feel like I'm in the pilot seat all the time. Wait, the passenger seat all the time. Yeah, you figured <laughs> no it out. No one thinks I'm in the pilot seat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's two of us flying this plane and neither of us are at the at the door <laughs> or at the... Uh, whatever it's called. We're Whatever's in, the in a cockpit. cockpit. There we go. <laughs> okay, a boys club I'm a part of is being a natural blonde. Hell yeah. And see, that is a boys club that, yeah, you are born into it. 
You really are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are some na- there are some people who are born natural blondes and then they get highlights and I think that then takes them out. Yes. My hair is untouched. You've wow. never dyed it. Um, I have dyed it before, but then I for dyed the arts. it. Oh, I wish it was for the arts. Um, <laughs> I dyed my hair once. It was I was really obsessed with Meryl Streep at the time. It was when I was really locked in, and yeah. I was watching them all. You know, the French lieutenants. Woman Did you watch Death Becomes Africa. Her? Of course, I have. Spooky. Okay, I own it on DVD. Oh my god! Wait, I can't watch any Goldie Hawn movies because Why? the night I was watching Death Becomes Her, my aunt died. Great aunt, so she was like old, oh. the old one, and then so it's like sad, but yeah, great I'm aunts do die. Associated with Goldie Hawn. Yes, and then but when then when my grandfather died, July thirteenth, two thousand eight, I was watching The House Sitter. Is that something she's in? I don't know. House Bunny. Some no. Goldie Hawn. <laughs> that was a movie, no? Wait, but Anna yeah. Ferris, going back to... <laughs> I did not make that wait, up. <laughs> but going back to what we talked about, like, in terms of those girls, girl Anna Ferris is one that I would... Her and Just and Friends. Emma Stone is in that film. Yes. I believe that Just Friends would be comedically... Have you seen Just Friends? No. I think that Anna Ferris's performance in Just Friends would be... Um, you core. Does that make sense? I think I'm using core wrong. Me core? Uh, like, I think you'd see this and be like, I, this is I get that like this is like fun for me I'll watch it and yeah. then I'll bring a scene to my acting coach <laughs> I think it would speak to you oh my god just friends yeah okay I'll watch it wait but, but I can't watch Goldie Hawn who cares go ahead oh yeah well so I was really obsessed with Meryl and Meryl's hair is so has always been so platinum yeah, yeah. and so I tried to dye it platinum but I have always been you know loving to save money and so I did it myself at home so it just turned my hair yellow uh, mm-hmm. And then I didn't get cast as Amy and Little Women at the college. She the one that dies. Theater. Beth dies. No, Amy's the one that Florence Pugh played. <laughs> okay. Spoiler for anybody who hasn't gotten to the end of Little Spoiler. Women. <laughs> she's she's like the diva. She's like kind of a bitch. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's like I just want to have fun, um, but I didn't get cast as her, and so I was really upset. So then I got a pixie cut because I was like, well, now's my time. Yeah. Because I knew I had enough time to grow my hair out for the next theater production when I would need long hair again. So then I cut off all of the yellow hair. What was the next mine. production? Um, well, so actually, I was not cast again in my theater at my college after my junior year, which is actually crazy because my freshman year, I got in main stage. And same for sophomore year. I was like in the main stage plays and I actually pissed off a lot of seniors and like people who had been there where they're like, you know, right. this is our turn. And then why was I blacklisted? Because it did feel that way. Oh, because I started doing community theater because they didn't do musicals at UVM. What the fuck? And they have a really big community theater in Burlington that plays at the Flynn, which is like the biggest theater in Vermont. Yeah. And they put up full productions there that would run for two weeks in a huge theater. And I was cast in those shows. And Where are all those people now that, w- that were cast in the, in the Vermont productions? Mm, probably still in Vermont. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's what Hold I wanted you to say. If you yeah. had said uh, on Broadway, I'd be like, well, cut this part. Okay. Hugely famous. <laughs> Literally, yes. Okay. So, yeah. junior year, I had not the lead, but uh, like I was a lead. Uh-huh. And the musical at this all girls Catholic school, because I went to an all boys Catholic school. And then senior year, I was put in chorus. But I, I'm not sure like why, but like I think part of it is because I'm like, I did like get really into a huge fight with the costumer, but I thought she was really rude. And mm-hmm. you can't just like go crazy. You just talk mm-hmm. crazy to kids. And I was like, no. And then, so I obviously made a scene, I made a scene and I'm sorry, it was years ago and whatever. <laughs> and then I was put in chorus the next year. And, um, but then the kid that got the lead, like, quit or died or had a medical issue and then I was given that role so oh it's like God. sometimes just wait it out like <laughs> yeah sometimes just wait it out wait that's fucked up though that you were like I never understand from an degree. academic I yes know. you're paying for it it's an academic institution who is supposed to above all want to develop people's well, skill sets in academia and, and otherwise and you're off doing 
other performances because of course like you're trying to yeah. get better at this you love this that's crazy and they had limited opportunities there too of course, yeah. you know it's like they did two main stage plays a year and then they did one act and I actually think that's where the real drama came in was the fall of my senior year when you're a senior you're supposed to direct a one act play and mm. the one act is supposed to be a great opportunity for all of the underclassmen to get to perform and I did not want to direct it. And we had a guest teacher there. So there was some confusion when I initially said that, yes, I would direct one. There was some confusion there. Okay. Wait, some, some lines were blurred. What? The line, there's some confusion. <laughs> is everyone put it in your back pocket. There's been some confusion. There's been some confusion here. Um, but they ended up getting really mad because I was cast as a lead in um, a show with a community theater. Yeah. And then the dates conflicted with the direction of the one acts. And I was like, well, can I do this as my, you know, credit for the one? Right. Act? And they tried to remove my theater major. What I had to, fuck? I had to go to the Dean of the school, which did I double? did. I'm pretentious. Good for, you. Good for you. I did. But you're paying in for what? that. English and theater. We have so many English. Our last person was English. That we're both English majors. We're both English majors. Wow. Um, Jane Austen. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. Who directed these plays? The seniors did. The one acts. Who directed the ones that were like blacklisting you? Um, uh, that was you know the teachers. <laughs> were they? Those would be adult those professors be who were supposed to be teaching. Were those they? Those. Yeah, losers is what we're getting. I mean, listen, it is you know a theater department in Vermont, so we, it's small. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think that these people. I don't know. I don't want to call them losers because, you know, there's still a part of me that's, you know, vying for their validation. Yeah. Um, But I I did not feel supported by them my senior year when I was like, you guys, I want to move to New York and I want to pursue this. It's better for me to play a lead. Yeah. To direct a show just to give your underclassmen opportunities. That's not my job here. Absolutely. It makes sense if you want to like. I, I understand them wanting to get everybody like a director opportunity or something like that. But like if you have a sit down with them and you're like, this isn't, I understand why you guys want me to do this, but this is not what's going to benefit me. It is psychotic to me that like people in academia can't get over themselves and yeah. do what is best for the students. I just don't understand that. Especially in a major like theater that, I mean, I didn't major in theater, but it seems like it would be very like one to one. You're working much more closely than like, uh, you know, somebody who's like a bio major who's got mm-hmm. that huge seminar or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And it was a small, you know, it was a small department. And so I think like my freshman and sophomore year, I did so well. I was, you know, in the main stages. I yeah. also, I have a dance background as I spoke. Cheryl Ann Kelly was my <laughs> <laughs> dance instructor. But so I also started choreographing their shows. They did the same Christmas show every year. And I, starting my sophomore year, I direct or I choreographed the dance number in the Christmas show. And I did that my sophomore, junior and senior year. I was like, you guys, I've done so much. I've given opportunities. Yeah. I've helped out. But the blacklisting started, um, at the end of my sophomore year when the, it was the one X and then all of the seniors who didn't get cast in the main stage plays because I had been in them didn't cast me. I didn't get cast in a one act. That's and then my fucked. junior year, I didn't get cast as Amy. They said it was because I was too old. <laughs> What? I know. I love that too old is a junior and a four-year institution. Are you fucking no. kidding me? But it went to a freshman. Everybody's 18 but Amy's, to But Amy's oh. the littlest sister. I was also tall. But I did. I gave the girl who played Joe in Little Women, I gave her mono. <laughs> and she almost couldn't do the show. <laughs> That's so Sorry, funny. Guys. I love that we started talking about Catherine Heigl and now we're talking about blacklisting and those things feel related. They do. Absolutely linked. We uh, Yeah. Wait, that is... Cr- okay, I understand. Whatever. Maybe you were too tall to play the youngest sister. Whatever. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, 
squat. Part of this is we should be able to let our imaginations run a bit with live theater. I Absolutely. Think. Shouldn't we shouldn't we stretch our instruments? Yes. And also it's 18 to 22. That's everybody's age at this. Like, come on. Yeah. Nobody's like, too old or too young. You were amazing. And no offense to the larger production. The show wasn't going to be amazing, period. It's <laughs> yeah. like a college. We talk extensively. Something that has come up a lot in our 73 episodes is the people making decisions in youth theater they are crazy. Need to get a grip. They need to touch need to, grass. Need to get back onto what we're doing here, which is ultimately teaching. They need to go back to like, really, Phoebe Waller's-Bridge said this, like, what <laughs> makes this fun for uh-huh. you? Like, mm-hmm. get back to the fun. But there is, it's so hard to be in involved in a production, especially in a position of power, yeah. and not really just use that. <laughs> you know, because it's like, totally. we get so little power, and then you're right there, and you're like, oh, and everybody... Like for me, it wasn't just community theater. These were my dreams. Yeah. I was living out my dreams. And yeah. so there's already that intensity. So you can just you can just do so much with yeah. that power. And when you've got a bunch of people who've got that bubbling inside, mm-hmm. sparks fly. Absolutely. When I choreographed, I was mean. <laughs> I was. I was really mean. Yeah. Even in high school, I choreographed our musicals at my high school. What were they? Um uh Susical was my senior <gasps> year. Oh, you did Susical, didn't you? I think in fifth grade I did Susical. Yeah. Uh, who were you? Um I said it came without ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that part? Mm-hmm. It came without ribbons. It came, it came without, without ribbons? And then is it like it came without tags or am I just quoting it came the without, No, I think that is right. It, I wasn't mic'd or anything. Uh, <laughs> you just projected. I just used my diaphragm. Good That's for so you. good of you. Yes, I was just thinking about Susical the Musical. The lead, he still lives in Philadelphia. Sometimes I see him on dating apps. Who else was there? Who's, mm-hmm. Who is the lead of Susical the Musical? Horton. Well, I really wanted Part to be... And also kind of Cat in the Hat. I was going to say, Cat in the Hat feels like... She went be. to NYU. She went to Tish. The girl that was Cat in the Hat. She? she was a seventh grader. Uh-huh. Okay, the girl that was Gertrude was in Mean Girls on Broadway. <gasps> what? And, yeah. And then <laughs> the one of the girls, one of the three bird girls. Uh-huh. That was a fun role for them. One of those girls ultimately got in trouble for like sex reasons in eighth grade. And that oh. was a reporter for local news. Wow, I think the that the Gertrude from um, my Susicle is now in an MLM. <laughs> <laughs> um, our Horton is a lawyer. Um, Cat in the Hat w- went to I think Berkeley for music, and wow. then NYU for um, like musical composition. And Incredible. so Fuck he's yeah. he's still being creative. Good for him. I was Maisie, and I'm famous now. <laughs> Wait, that's such a fun role. <laughs> yeah, Maisie was really fun. Wait, which one is Maisie from? Which which show? Or which book? I'm Maisie LaBird and I live in that that tree. tree. (laughs) Enough about Horton. Let's talk about me. Oh my God. I love that. I know. Um, I don't know what what book she's from. Okay. But it's a bird. But she's a bird. Yeah. Her thing is that she went to a doctor and she got pills and she grew the most amazing tail feather. Wow. That's an incredible musical. It actually really is. I really love that show. It was yeah. really a fun one. Okay, Broadway, if you're listening, let's bring Susical back. <laughs> it's such a good score. Something's got to fill the Wicked slot, so maybe it's going to yes. be Susical. I've never seen Wicked, <gasps> and now I never will. Wait, I lost the lottery today and every day <laughs> for the one day I won it. I won the Fun Home Lottery twice. <sighs> I would love to see Did that Did you one. go both times? I went both times. I've read the book, the yeah. graphic novel. I've book. met oh. Alison Bechdel, because she's oh. from Vermont. Was she nice? That tracks. She was nice. She came into the restaurant that I was hosting at, and I said to her, I said to her, um, I'm I'm a big fan. <laughs> Which also I said that to Kate McKinnon once and it went really bad. Wait, no. Why? Well, because I it was actually unfair to me. And I do think I've said this on a podcast before because it, it really just it's an important story in my yeah. life. 
I had just moved to New York. Of course. From Vermont. Yeah. You guys have heard how sheltered I was. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know anything. And to meet Kate McKinnon where it was like, oh my God, in college, I was at obsessed the, with her. At the height of yeah. her powers at SNL probably. I know. Yeah. And so she came in. Well, it was right before I feel like she was like really discovered. Sure. Or not discovered, but like. Popped off there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She wasn't a household name quite yet. Right. But she was humongous in my world. Yeah. And she came into the restaurant that I was hosting at. Um, and. I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, what do I do? I have to say something. So I was also like, this is my chance. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I thought something would happen. It's just me that you did this. Uh, Well, what happened was she went to the bathroom and her and her table, they'd had two bottles of wine. Like they'd been drinking, they'd been having a good time. She went to the bathroom. The bathroom was in this really long hallway and this was a huge restaurant in like the theater district. So it had five different dining rooms. So you can get lost in there. She comes out of the bathroom and I start walking down the hallway and my plan was just to pass her casually in the hallway and go, by the way, love your work right she goes but then she goes the wrong way so now i'm following behind her and she's walking to the wrong dining room so she's lost she opens the curtains to that dining room realizes she's lost turns around and then i'm right there standing in front of her (laughs) and my instinct was to grab her (laughs) and so i did i put both hands on her shoulders and i said can i just say i love your work and she like sidled out of my grip and she's (laughs) like yeah you can say that and then she left the restaurant Oh my god! Well, they left. I scared her away. You walked her. Oh, that was too intense. Damn. Wait, was this like a, a rich restaurant? That's not. In that's yeah, not fancy. fully. That's definitely not fully. Your we fault. both were I can, hosts. I have been in situations too where you're trying to say something and then it like something weird like that happens. And you're like, now I look fucking crazy, and it didn't have to be this mm-hmm. way. But I also did not have to initiate that physical contact. Yeah, but that's a lesson you can only learn after you've done it. Unfortunately, of I course. Think. Yeah, yeah. I shouted at Pete Buttigieg's campaign woman on the street. <laughs> Walking with uh, child and open-toed shoes. And you just recognize her out in the street? Yes. Connor's doing her. good work for women in these types of roles. She wrote a book called On Any Women Given who have Tuesday. next to no fans except for you. She, and she really, she has probably more enemies than fans. Wow. Which is it, honestly admirable. Which, uh, as a public servant, as a kind public of the risk you run. And a woman... Yes. The risk you run. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Liz Smith. L-I-S-S-M-I-D-H. She's an open invite to the pod. Liz with an L-I-S? An L-I-S, yeah. You've never seen that. You've never seen a Liz Smith. <laughs> yeah, she was with um, Elliot Spitzer Is for Is she a, a natural blonde? Absolutely not. Didn't so. She is an unnatural, really dark-haired <laughs> woman. So. I'm trying to think. What, who are the famous natural blondes? I feel like Reese Witherspoon probably a natural Reese. blonde. Yeah, but I mean, now at this, at this point, it's died. It's Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Nicole Kidman's actually a natural redhead. Whoa, <laughs> crazy! And she's like, Australian, like strawberry blonde. Which I rocked. have, I know that a hairdresser is really good when they look at my hair and they say, "Wow, you're natural." I because they can tell, they can yeah. tell when they look at it. That's fascinating. My I girlfriend know. just gave me the best advice the other day because I was worried about my hair. hair. Stop. I was worried about my hairline. And I think I was just high, and I was worried about my hairline, oh. which I think is probably fine. But anyway. um she was like, just next time you're at the barber, ask him. He sees a bazillion men's hairlines all the time. I was like, that's fucking genius. What was the concern with the hairline? Just that I thought it was receding or it was like fickle or it was like maybe going to. I just wanted to know, is it going to go? Look, I'm yeah. getting a hair transplant and like I, there's your hair is so full. I'm getting a hair transplant. Like I'm not going to get it now. I'm not going to get it tomorrow, but I'm going to get it. And like, okay, you're I'm making peace with it. On. I see that. I yeah. In um, a way where people are like, we will die. I will get a hair transplant and veneers. And like, it's it is what it is. Okay. Yeah, I will get an Oscar for playing my mother. Exactly. It's just one of those things where it's one like, of those things it's that undeniable truth. we have to yes. say. <laughs> is your mom a natural blonde? Yeah. Is her sister a natural blonde? Mm-hmm. Lindsay. I feel like I feel like Mormons often blonde. No. Yeah, I mean we. Yeah, I think. Very Kyle Aryan. had dark hair. Yeah. Kyle had really dark hair. 
Buddha Paul eyes. Kind of looked like Paul Ryan. Who's Kyle? Kyle was that Mormon that I went on a date with in Chicago. Oh, okay. You also <laughs> were in Chicago. You went to a temple. Where did you? Where in Chicago? I went to the Baha'i Temple in Chicago. Why were you there? We were there. I was like 13. It was for my uncle's wedding. <gasps> And we took a train there from Vermont, an oh overnight train. Whoa. Yeah. Was your dad was raised really Baha'i? I really don't know. But just got his brother in on it too. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah. <laughs> well, the wedding wasn't at the temple. Oh, okay. The okay. wedding was like, I feel like in like a conference room in a hotel. Totally. I feel like that's That's important. beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. I that's love it when they do that. Beautiful venue. Such a great space. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like a hotel conference room to be like, whoa, carpet could be anything. <laughs> yeah. People do love to get married in venues like that i'm getting married in the back of a bar for insurance wow mm-hmm. that's so sweet for insurance i went and then i'm gonna post to my close friends we got married in the back of a bar we're gonna have a, like a party like in someone's yard you can come if you want i want a very low-key wedding why in the back of a bar if you really want it to be low-key why don't you just go to the is courthouse? it supposed to be subversive because you're oh, right. sober is it just because you like bars oh i just wanted it to be like a chill thing that i did <laughs> yeah for sure that I did seamlessly and thoughtlessly and, but I'm talking about it two years in advance. So (laughs) two years, huh? (laughs) Two years in advance. I can't wait to be the lucky fella. (laughs) Speaking of this, speaking of voice, what is a voice club? I knew the moment you walked in, I was, we were going to have a time. What is a boys club? I feel like before ever, whenever we did the last question, I always like part ways. But it's almost like when you present the last thing, you're like, thanks for coming. Thanks, everybody. This is the last thing we're doing. What's the boys club you want to see in the world? Um, I want to see a boys club of people missing their grandmas. <gasps> Good one. Because I, I think everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. But people don't really speak out about it. Yeah. I always, it's always a green flag for me when somebody has a good relationship with their grandma. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I got to call my grandma. I got to text her. You got to, you guys. You got to. Mine died. Wait, oh, rec- wait. how many did you have two or one? Recently. Oh. I, d- I did have two. They are both dead now. Because Grew that's up. what happens. When did the it first one pass? The first one passed in 2021. Oh, recent. Whoa. Recent. And then my grandmother, who I was really close with, uh, passed this last November. What was she oh, like? Oh, I'm sorry. She's amazing. She's an artist. Um, she did like linoleum carving she paternal? loved animals oh, paternal fuck yeah you got that vibe huh <laughs> yeah yeah she's a boy mom yeah she was a boy mom yeah she raised <laughs> she raised those four boys yeah and she was incredible and it's it's so weird because it's like okay ev- literally everybody dies yeah <laughs> spoiler and everybody's grandparents <laughs> die yeah and it but it's so weird because people get so uncomfortable talking about death and it's like well you can still i still have a relationship with her in death you know i can still learn things about her and new things and i also do things that i wouldn't have done before because i'm like oh grandma would really like this oh that's really sweet yeah. yeah that's a good way to think about it that's um i feel like one of my really good friends has always had a like her grandma has been like has lived in their house like most of her life mm-hmm. and it's like the sweetest relationship to me because like i feel like so often especially in like i don't know the modern culture that we have now you're not you don't see your grandparents as often mm-hmm. but it's like historically has been somebody who yeah maybe lives in your house or like is in your neighborhood or around and it's it's hard to keep up but it's it's such an important relationship yeah and grandmas do the work of like keeping like the family together keeping people connected yeah and just you know they're the lives that they have lived yeah, yeah. these older women she, my grandma was a veteran older said, women are veterans yeah. <laughs> they really are she <laughs> lives in like um, the worst <laughs> she lives in a high-rise apartment your grandma is, does that is carpet and I accidentally said something bad about carpet. And I had to be like, not your carpet. I, don't know <laughs> I said she lives in a high-rise apartment in the city that she bought when my grandfather died when I was watching that Goldie Hawn movie. And so then after she moved to this apartment, and I said to her, I was like, can you believe all these people live in the suburbs? 
losers. And then I just realized <laughs> that. And then she's like, yeah, we can walk anywhere. It's true. I do I think that, that anytime I see an older person who lives in the city, I'm like, I get you. I get it. Yeah. You can't leave this place. I totally get that. Yeah. Something about it. I feel like living here, as much as it maybe seems harder for people that aren't as like mobile and maybe you're a bit older, it also mm-hmm. seems like it keeps you, it's got to keep you so alive. There's so much energy here. Yeah. So much energy. I feel like you could yeah. really wilt away if you're not around that kind of constant, like things are happening. Life is being lived. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I simply would. Yeah. I, I grew up so understimulated in rural Vermont. I yeah. was just so <laughs> bored all the time. And, <laughs> and I had so much anxiety. Was and there a farm? My, my grandparents had a farm. My grandparents have a farm. Oh, really? Upstate what New York. kind of farm? Hey. They, uh, my grandparents live in upstate now. They're in Hudson. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. My, my grandparents are closer to like Syracuse, Utica, What Albany. kind of farm? Hay farm. Hay farm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Goats and donkeys. <gasps> nice. Donkeys. Donkeys. I wasn't expecting that. I know. What do they do? Are they like selling the donkeys or? Um, the donkeys, you know, they graze. Um, when, you know, when the donkeys were young, they would help them like hay. Yeah. And like pull stuff. But mostly I would say the donkeys are there for, for pleasure. Yeah. To hang I out. I feel like I don't have any artists in my family. I imagine being an artist and having an, a, an older one in your family, there would be like an intimate connection there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And she like, I mean, she would bring us to our studio. We would draw with her all the time. That's it was awesome. so encouraged. And it's also That's the sweet. thing where I feel like people, when they say that they're pursuing the arts in any ways, I feel like, people's families are always like, well, that's not going to make money or like, I don't believe in you. But there was never any of that in my family, yeah. I think because she set the tone. Yeah. Because she really just was doing what she loved. And I have no, I mean, I have no idea. I want to look at her finances. <laughs> like, how did she do <laughs> any of the things that she was doing? Yeah, can we see the end statements? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. But so, but so that's something that's nice about my family is they're always just like, oh yeah, well you should do it. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. That's your sweet. siblings, what does your sister do? My sister, my sister is like a graphic artist. She does a lot of drawing. She's very into anime. She has, she has a Twitter account and she won't tell me like the name on it. It's like secret. (laughs) She like writes fanfic and stuff. And she like, I think has a little bit of a following, but she won't tell anyone about it. It's very like, she has a different name that she uses. I would not be able to relate. If I had any sort of a following with anything, I'd be like, you guys have to know. (laughs) I know. I know. I get one follower and I post about it. I'm like, this is huge for me. Um, But she works in a cake shop. Cool. Nice. She works in a cake shop. I love that. Where yeah. in Boston? Medford. Cool. A suburbs, kind of. I've been estranged uncle in Somerville. Real dick. Real oh, dick. Tell her to stay him. away. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't go to I will not let her talk to him. What do the boys do? The boys, I feel like they're all still finding their way. They're younger. One of my brothers works at a Smashburger. Cool. cool. Helps manage it. And then the other two, I really couldn't tell you what they do. The youngest one, I think, does something with a bank. And I know that he is making the most money out of any of us. Bank, banks wow. often do. Yeah, he's doing something smart. <laughs> I love your family. And he's working. And then my middle brother, doesn't know what he does. I think right now, actually, he's working for a nonprofit. Are they all in Vermont? No, two of them are. One of them's in Rhode Island. Where in Rhode Island? No idea. I was there. <laughs> I was there once in a distant life. In a past oh, Warwick. Life. Warwick. Is that nearly Prov? It no is. idea. Okay. <laughs> it's a pretty mm-hmm. small state, so probably. I guess everything. It's probably everything everything's kind of near if you're in Rhode Island. Cool. We're so, kind of even near. Yeah, we're close right enough. Now. Honestly, this could be Rhode Island if it had to be. We could be right there. <laughs> in my head, I wanted to be like, "Are you a Swifty?" But then I was like, "You almost made it a whole podcast without mentioning it." Don't, don't even. But I'm not. Pad, I want to know. I'm not. By the way, you hate her. Um, I have some very strong feelings about her. Yeah. I do too. I hate her too. Really? I'll hate her no. Today. I will. That would make you. I. What, Rhode Wait, Island made me think of her. Before we wrap up, I am curious on your thoughts on her. 
listen, if you want to. Listen, I I posted a TikTok in 2020 of you know her song where she's like, my reputation's never been worse. So Delicate. I did a TikTok. That's the song. I did a TikTok where I said, my personality's never been worse. So, because that is how I feel about her. I watched, <laughs> I watched her like Miss Miss America or Miss Americana. Yeah. Her documentary. In it, she forgets that her mom had cancer. She fully forgets her mom. She's like, she's like, oh yeah, mom. Why'd you get these dogs? And she's like, well, it's when I was first diagnosed. And, and she was like, oh. And like just completely glazes over it. I just feel like she has so much power. And I do feel like, you know, she she is a woman and I don't want to like hate against other women, but I feel like she has so much power and she really does not always wield it for good. And in yeah. fact, sometimes she purposefully does not wield it for good for her own personal profit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She's definitely of the class at a, a point where it's like she is beyond being able to like really be in touch with it means to be a person, I think, which also yeah. probably not fully her choice and I'm sure has affected her in many ways. For sure. But can't but ignore the fact of, that yeah. all of her songs, all of her career also came off of her writing about men and being in love with men. And I feel like I was a very staunch lesbian from a young age, even before I knew what a lesbian was. Yeah. But I just knew I was so not interested in anything about men. Yeah. And so then it was, you know, everybody like loved her and felt all these ways about the songs when I was closeted in high school. Yeah. And it just made me angry because I didn't relate to it. Yeah. yeah. And also I get harassed on the street by being called Taylor Swift. For being, for being a natural blonde. For being a natural blonde, being wow. tall, a little lanky. Mormons, yes gay, no gay. No gay. No gay, not even Mitt Romney? No gay, no way. Wait, Mitt I'm Romney sad. does not like gay people, are you kidding me? Well, okay. He's got like six sons. He, he hasn't met me yet. Well. <laughs> yeah, you're going to change the world. You're going to change the world. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I would be disarming to him. I'd make him laugh. I think I think you would tickle him. I think him so laugh too. Until he, <laughs> I listen. I bet he probably would love Will and Grace. I feel like that's the kind of where he's at still. Totally, which is fine. Yeah, you know, which for is, sure. I mean, I'm not expecting much of Mitt Romney. Maybe that actually. Okay, actually, last thing I want to say about this, unless you guys want to keep talking about it, that probably is the Will and Grace thing. It's actually not that I think Will and Grace is. I love Will and Grace. Oftentimes, the people talking about it are annoying it's like oftentimes someone's only reference which is beautiful but then you're like oh your only reference point for this thing mm-hmm. is will and grace Decades and ago. that's what's weird and it's like babe we have modern family like you have something else that's closer yeah, yeah, yeah. more yeah. recent yeah. slightly updated yes. version yeah love the sinner hate the sinner <laughs> totally unrelated it's, but probably that's, that's what it is with swifties too love yeah because the they're bullies when i posted that tiktok they all came after me. I had to turn comments off. Oh, you don't want them against I you. I want to have to turn comments off. I want to get married and people get so mad I have to turn comments off. <laughs> like, stop uh, threatening my husband. They'll all be pissed that you got married in the back of the bar. They're like, why did you marry Mitt Romney <laughs> in the back of a bar? <laughs> a really big heart. Uh, oh, my God. Tan. Emily, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Bye. I really like it. I hope we stay friends. <laughs> Yeah, let's go see Book of Mormon. I would literally, I would love I to would see love Book to. of Mormon. If you guys want to, I will come too because I haven't seen it in years. Really, we let's, can. We'll make a pact right now. We're One, two, three, Mormon. Mormon. Um, okay. before we go, do you want to plug your socials or anything else coming up? Yeah, you can find me on social media at Hot Gay Celebrity. Yes, that's a great handle. I yeah. love that. And I'll and I'll see everyone, every listener on yes. November fourteenth at Caveat. My we'll show is called How to Be a Star. Perfect. Did ticket sales go live yet? They're about to. Okay, okay great. Send us the. Let us know because we can put it in the show notes. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, we definitely will. Um. Awesome. All right. Wait, I'm excited. Also, boys, if you're listening, please uh, rate and review. We keep forgetting to say that. Please rate and review. It helps please the podcast. Please rate and that. review. Say something nice. Say something. Say you loved Emily. Say something nice. It'll be great. Um, it all hurts right. everyone when you rate a bad review. 
What'd you say? Including Emily and Nico. So if you're mad at me, it will affect them. <laughs> so yeah, no, don't say anything bad. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Okay. All right. We're ready to go out here and smooth. One, two, three. What's up, boys at home? Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on Instagram? At Connor Janda, C-O-N-O-R. Janda is panda with a J. And you can follow me at Nico Carney, N-I-C-O-C-A-R-N-E-Y. You can follow us both at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. Uh, and we have a live show. Our live show is at Club Coming, typically on the last Friday of the month. And it is always the two of us and some of our favorite funny people. And we'd love to see you there. Yeah, often people from the podcast. So come check those out. Uh, if you live in New York, we'd love to see you there. Bye, boys. Bye, boys. Bye, boys.